Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Alongside legendary handicapper Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Another edition of the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast brought to you by Believe, B-L-E-A-V.com. And Brandon, before we get into some NBA playoff action, and yes, the NFL schedule came out, Tiger Woods won the Masters. I never thought that I would say that in 2019, but here I am saying it to you, my friend. Tiger Woods won the Masters. He's he's the devil. <laughs> Wait, because he sold his soul to the devil, or he actually is the devil? He, listen, there can't be a God in heaven that's going to reward a guy like that for as bad a person that he is to everyone other than kids. He doesn't tip. He trampled on so many people in his heyday. He was evil to people. And this comes from multiple sources who I know who are on tour that just Tiger only cares about Tiger. And Mm. if he was driving his car down the road, like you hear stories of actors going into a car wreck and, you know, Mark Wahlberg pulling somebody from a car, you know, actors doing that. If Tiger Woods was driving down the road and you caught on fire, you were on the side of the road, he'd keep driving. That's just Tiger. (laughs) If you can't do anything for Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods ain't doing nothing for you. Mm. It's all about Tiger. I'm God. Everybody else is beneath me. And the only person that matters in life is me. That's the way he was raised. That's what his parents told him. Catilda, and Earl Woods, Tiger, you're the only person that matters on earth. Just remember that. And that's the way he's lived his whole life. So for Molinari to pull a Jordan Spieth and fire at that flag, for Brooks Kepka to fire at that front right flag on 12, if they learn nothing from Jordan Spieth blowing a three-shot lead, firing that flag on 12, you don't fire at that flag on 12. You miss long left. That comes from Ted Treva, who I caddied for at the 2000 Masters. And in the practice round, Ted just pulled out an eight iron and said, we're missing long left. That's it. No discussion, no whatever. Molinari should fire his caddy. Kepka should fire his caddy to look at them and say, do not, I beg you, do not, do not go at that flag. Molinari's caddy, it was either a, a, a smooth eight or a hard nine. And he let him hit the smooth eight. And in a pressure situation, the last thing you want to do is have your player decel on a club. It's the last thing on the planet Earth. The one thing you want them is you want them to swing with some aggression, especially when you're battling nerves. They decided on the easy nine. Water, game over. You handed Tiger a Masters win. It's a travesty to the sports betting world where everybody in the world is on their knees sucking his you-know-what. I'm taking a step back saying the only person that would have been able to allow that to happen was Satan himself. (laughs) Ted Treba used to say to me, Tiger cut a deal with the devil 
I don't want to be around when the devil called in his marker. Well, the devil called in his marker when Tiger went through the whole fiasco mm -hmm. with the car wreck, the cheating, the whatever. And then evidently Tiger cut a new deal with the devil to get the master. <laughs> Next time Satan calls in the marker, I don't want to be around. But I turned it off when Molinari hit it in the water. I said he just gave Tiger the Masters win. Um, you know, it's crazy. Uh, the way that he's playing, though, Brandon, you know, chasing Jack is something that is back in the picture, I think. No way. You, I'll tell you what. If Tiger Woods. You don't think, Tiger, he, you don't think he can win four more if he plays for another 10 years? I, no. I know I know it took him 11 years to win one. I get no. that. But the, he's no. playing better now than he's played in the last 10 no. years. Well, everything had to fall right. You had, you had guys that were there to beat him that just, yeah. that just gagged. I get it. He was, I said, if he wins one, he's going to scrub a Masters. But he's not going to win a U.S. Open. He's not going to win a – he might win a British because you can hit it all over the lot at the British. Ted and I were talking. Tiger hit his drive on two Sunday. So far left. We're still trying to figure out how he didn't hit it in the water. Well, he's because there's, yeah. there's a creek down there that people don't know unless you've been there. So listen, him and Satan made a new deal. Uh, <laughs> listen, Earl's down in hell, brokering deals with Satan. That's what's going on with those two, and they're in cahoots down there, burning in hell, figuring out how they could continue to make deals for Tiger. Satan granted him one there. I don't know what Earl sold to get Satan to grab him one there, but. You know, good job, Earl. You still you still brokering deals down in hell. Well, I'll tell you what, though, you got the PGA at Bethpage, and the Open at Pebble. Uh, this might be the year Tiger could do some damage. You want a side bet there, big boy? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you want, if you want to give me top five finish, I'll take that. No, you said win. <laughs> you said win. All right? No win. All I'm right? trying to hedge here. <laughs> Give me Forget a hedge. That. All, uh, right. all right. Let's talk about the craziness that happened here on Wednesday night because you, you dirty, you talk about Tiger selling his soul. You dirty dog covered a seven and a half point line when the Celtics were down two with under a minute left. That's not physically possible, Brandon. Yeah, pretty amazing. Going online, it, it stayed seven and a half all the way until about four o'clock in the afternoon. If you go to offshore movements with five dimes, somebody goes in at five dimes at 2.52 Eastern time. I'm sorry, 3.56 Eastern time and moves the Celtics to eight. Sets Pat, wonder if somebody will move it for him. Nobody does. Somebody comes in at 6.44 at night and moves it to eight and a half. At eight minutes later, somebody hammers Indiana plus eight and a half. I think it's the same guy and proceeds to push the line down all the way to seven and a half at 6.56, at which point... At 7.08, eight minutes later, it goes down to seven. And, of course, the game falls on eight. Somebody in the offshore sportsbook world hit a middle on the Celtics, who were down 12 in the fourth after a three and still end up covering.
the seven and a half. And the game falls on eight, handing a middle to somebody in the gambling world. And that's so rare. But that's that's like that's such an ideal situation. I don't think the listeners really understand how ideal that is. That's like that's calling your shot and nailing it on the first attempt. Like that's something that just does. You don't get a perfect middle like that. Nope. Glad I got it at seven and a half. Didn't stay eight long enough. Um, I'll take the win. Three and one in the NBA playoffs. Off to a good start. And uh, how about how about this for an NBA playoffs uh, bet? Bucks second half on Wednesday night. They were down one at the end of the first half. And they blow out Detroit in the second half, kind of like the kind of like what happened with uh, Oklahoma City and Portland, where that game was tied at fifty four in the half, and, and then the Blazers just blow them out in the second half. Wow, they outscored them by eighteen in the third and four in the fourth to cover the fifteen and a half. Unbelievable mm. chalk! Look at the chalk. Milwaukee chalk, Boston chalk, Houston's up 22, laying six and a half. You're going to win a three-team chalk parlay, minus 15 and a half, seven and a half, and six and a half, and cash that little six to one. And in fact, if you go back to Tuesday. You had chalk night, as well. Yep. Toronto, Toronto Denver. Minus 11 cover. Yep. Uh, Portland was plus one. There was your dog. Denver minus seven with the mm-hmm. miracle cover. Mm-hmm. Go back to Monday. Philly minus eight and a half winner. Clippers with the upset with the dog plus 13 and a half. So last two nights, chalk definitely. Uh, spilling over so yeah i'll take the miracle cover we're three and one in the nba playoffs right now and uh battling allergies with the pollen here in vegas i wish i could say it was an eight ball in the champagne room but unfortunately it's not um yeah that does sound good though not till, uh, not anyway, till, not till after the playoffs uh, <laughs> we, uh, we still have work to do <laughs> projecting ahead you know when you talk about the clippers right how do the warriors bounce back from blowing a 31-point lead, losing DeMarcus Cousins, I'm kind of worried about Golden State right now. i tell you what. I've seen some crazy things in my day. 27 years of doing this for a living. And watching Brooklyn give up 51 and a quarter was insanity. Watching Golden State blow a 31-point lead with just over seven minutes to go in the third quarter based on who they are as a team, based mm-hmm. on the weapons they have, Clay, Steph, Draymond, Kevin, um, that was one of the most shocking things. Listen, I had the Bulls minus four and a half against Sacramento when they were up 34 in the third. <laughs> And, and, and lost in you're overtime. Also t- yeah, but you're talking about the Bulls. Yes. Uh, years ago, I had Washington Bullets plus 13 and a half against the Sixers with Charles Barkley. And I lose by 14 in overtime in an NBA game, which is hard to do. Uh, those are a couple in the last 27 years. But... Uh, but Golden State, I don't know what I'm going to do with that game. I got to release an NBA play tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to touch Philly, Brooklyn. Golden State Clippers, that line's eight and a half. I think Denver might be in some trouble with the Spurs laying that three and a half. That was a, again, talking about miracle covers. Uh, Spurs were actually up in the fourth quarter uh, against Denver and ended up losing by nine. So 
Um, that, 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 that game is intriguing to me from a value standpoint with San Antonio coming back home. So if you had to pick, if you had to pick a team that you think is going to win here in the first round, but you'd pick against them in the second round, who are you most likely to pick against in the second round? Philly against Milwaukee. Yeah. No, it'll be Boston and Milwaukee in the second round. Um, are you sure? Because I was talking to Elton Brand. He was pretty pretty confident at yoga. That uh, and, and if you don't know about me out there, people in podcast land, I started doing Bikram hot yoga, 90 minutes, 26 poses here in Vegas. And when the Pac-12 and West Coast Conference tournaments were here in Vegas, I showed up at yoga on Wednesday, and I look over, and right next to me is Elton Brand. He was scouting. He was in town scout and wanted mm-hmm. to get his 90-minute yo- of yoga in. And so afterwards, we had we sat down and we talked for about 30 minutes. Great guy. And uh, he was under the impression they would meet Milwaukee round two. But... No, they'd meet Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals because okay. they're, so, they're the so... three. So it would be your second-round matchups right now could look like Milwaukee-Boston and then Philly-Toronto. In the West, it would be Golden State-Houston, I guess, and then yeah. portland you know, Portland, Denver, that would be your chalk. Wow. Can the Rockets beat the Warriors in the second round? Yes. Yes. We might have to, um, we might have to play that. Yes. We might depends, have, what, yeah. depends what our price is going to be, but, um, but I don't know. Those are, those are some tough, you know, I think Philly gets by Toronto. Um, you know, although Toronto bounced back with an emphatic wire-to-wire route after losing game one. Um, you know, but I, again, Kawhi Leonard carrying a team. That's going to be a great series. Philly-Toronto probably go seven. Uh, Milwaukee-Boston, I got a, a client that has courtside seats. That's right. For the Celtics. Yep. Opposite of the benches. Two seats down off midcourt. I just saw him on TV tonight. It's like, get your butt up for a game. So it looks like I'll be able to slide in for one of the Bucks games at home, which is great because the first two games are Milwaukee, and then they'll go to they'll go to Boston. So I'll be courtside for a game. Never been courtside. I've sat behind benches. Mm. Nick Bench when Pat Riley was there. Behind the Clipper bench with Mike Dunleavy. Great story. I was killing Mike Dunleavy because – I'm sorry, Vinny Del Negro was the coach. He had on some cheap little suit. I was killing him from the back of the right behind the bench. I'm like, Vinny, Vinny, you're Italian, man. Can we do a little better with the suits and ties? There was two brothers at the end of the bench that uh, that were dying. I put the towel over their heads. So I was making them laugh hard. I'm like, Vinny, can we get some Armani? Maybe some, you know. I mean, <laughs> this is embarrassing. And the two brothers at the end of the bench were putting a towel over their heads. They were laughing so hard. And then Bledsoe came in, and and uh, I said to Bledsoe, he didn't look back. I'm like, man, Bledsoe. He's robbing you, man. You need to get more minutes. You need to get more minutes, man. You just scored. You just scored twelve in five minutes, and Vinny took you out, man. Just hey, go check yourself back in. Just say, Vinny, I'm gonna go get more minutes. <laughs> I had the whole bench dying. It was hilarious. That was that was that was good. Um, That's classic. But uh, they were sick courtside, so we're looking forward to it. But yeah, good good second round matchups. I I. Uh, the the Denver San Antonio series has a feeling it's going to seven. I think OKC and Portland has a feel of seven games. Um, I think Golden State writes the ship. I don't know about laying eight and a half, um, but it would be just the type of game where they go in there and silence their critics and mm. and put an end to this nonsense. Yeah, I could see that. 
Before we move on and talk about the NFL, because I'm all giddy that the schedule got released here on Wednesday, the Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs became the first President's Trophy winning team to get swept in the first round. If you just bet $100 against Tampa and then let it ride all four games, you'd be up almost six Gs right now. Unbelievable. Not that I follow hockey, um, really, really get into hockey, but that was pretty. But yeah, close. but people don't understand because a lot of people aren't that big into hockey. People don't understand how big of an upset that is. That would be like the Golden State Warriors getting swept in the first round. Yeah, that was. Like, Tampa was the best. Do you realize, look, look at this, the entire season this year, the Tampa Bay Lightning by month, in October, they only lost three games. In November, they lost five games. In December, they lost one. In January, they lost four. In February, they lost three. In March and April combined in the regular season, they lost four. In the past seven days, they lost four games, Brandon. Sometimes when you got reservations to Mons, Venus, or Odyssey 2001... <laughs> You just, that overrides winning some hockey games. I don't know if you've been into Mons Venus or Odyssey 2001 or in Tampa, um, but I'm telling you right now. Um, I've spent some time in Ebor, don't worry. Yeah, they got some unbelievable uh, nice adult establishments, so I'm sure the hockey players are in there drowning their sorrows. Destiny, Mercedes, Alexis, and Diamond, two-song call for the main stage. So congrats <laughs> on Tampa Bay. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya, but that is that is really really shocking. And the original Hooters in Clearwater as well. Uh, yes, let's, let's... my wife actually my wife actually worked. By the way, very yeah. nice, very nice. <laughs> I may have been there during a spring training or two. Uh, let's get into the NFL. I'm so happy when the NFL schedule gets released. But the funniest thing about it, Brandon, is that the NFL wants to make a big deal of this. They do a primetime show on the NFL Network. The schedule just leaks all day. If you're on Twitter, you already know what teams are playing, when they're playing. They can't control the leaks. The teams release the information. They try to make it this big old fancy thing. Everybody gets the info out there. You look at the schedule, but with the schedule release comes week one lines, comes over-unders when it comes to win totals. So I'm just all juiced up here in April for the NFL already. Yeah, I'm going to lay seven with the Patriots on Sunday, September 8th over Pittsburgh. Done. Burial. Over the post of total little parlay. <laughs> Pretty interesting that the Browns are on Monday Night Football four times. Baker, Mayfield, baby. Browns, Jets, Browns at the Rams, Browns at the 49ers, and Browns at the Steelers. Probably the only two games I'll watch will be well, – I'll watch them all because of Baker Mayfield. So good uh, good there. But, I, but, but again – um, I think it's just great drama rematch of Saints and Rams on Sunday, September 15th, week mm. two. Uh, great one out of the box. But again, um, the Browns going out to L.A. to face the Rams. Uh, very interesting there. Might have, to, might have to fly in and watch that one in person. Did you see this? The, the, you know how every team was posting these like – um, fancy social media videos promoting their schedule with like crazy animation, whatever. So the Atlanta Falcons did like a Game of Thrones inspired one. And in the middle of it, when they were talking about the, when they were previewing their game with the Saints, they made fun of the non-call against the Rams to kind of take a jab at the Saints. I thought that was hilarious. 
Yeah, that's that that's pretty bad. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of the Saints and Drew Brees, did you get a chance to see the thirty for thirty on Junior Seau? That's old. Yeah, that was a while ago, right? No, no, no. no. Thirty for thirty on Junior Seau. No. Two hour thirty for thirty on Junior Seau. Must see TV. Hmm. It premiered last night on ESPN. No, I did uh, not see that then. No. Unbelievable. You have to watch it. Uh, I'm not going to give out the, but it takes you back through just, just his life and where he was at at the end to, to take a kind of blow a hole in his chest because of the you know, CTE. But uh, you you have to watch it. Must see. Is one of his kids playing lacrosse at Duke? His daughter's working at ESPN. Um, he must have been in severe pain to check out these four great mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. to not be able to just deal with whatever it was to just say I'm out you know my favorite saying I'm out of here like a fat girl in dodgeball I mean the guy played 20 years in the NFL and um to be 42 years old your whole life ahead of you and to have your brain and the headaches and the depression and the CTE impact you on such a level listen Durson was 51 he blew a hole in his chest Junior was 42 years old we said uh, 42, 43. We said goodbye. Uh, must see TV, but we'll have to check that uh, out. But yeah, so Patriots Steelers week one. Um, I think that's we can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah, no, that's great, and it's funny because they're not doing the traditional Thursday kickoff for the Super Bowl champion. The Thursday kickoff to start the season is going to be Packers and Bears in Chicago. Bears three and a half point favorites opening up there. Yeah, we got Raiders and Joe Flacco on Monday night. That's right. There we go. And, uh, you know, the Bears and Raiders, I'm sure John Gruden's real happy to be rolling over to Tottenham Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Chucky's real happy about that. Have you you looked at some of these schedules in terms of, like, your favorite early over-under picks, like win totals? Because I picked that one, and it's not just because I'm a fan of the team, but I I saw that the Jets were at seven according to, like, DraftKings and FanDuel uh, sportsbooks, they had them at seven wins for the season. And if you look at the Jets' schedule this year, they do not leave the Eastern time zone. The New York Jets travel this year an NFL low 6,788 miles. That is an incredible advantage. Jets are going to yeah. win. Jets are going to win nine games this year. Yeah, I, I I like your thinking there. I you know for me, what jumped out at me is how um, how easy the Rams schedule is. Um, they is go it, at Browns, which it, could be you know. In yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it is it easy? I mean, for me, look at the road games uh-huh. at Panthers. Cam's banged up. Yep. At Browns, at Seattle, okay, could get iffy there. Um, at Steelers, could get iffy there. At Falcons, coin flip, yeah. Then they close out at Arizona, Easy. at Cowboys, at 49ers. Okay. No one's going in there and beating them at home. They get the Saints, Bucks, Niners, uh, Bengals, Bears, interesting, November 17th, by the way. New England at Philly, November 17th. I'll be on the sidelines for that game. Looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, Seahawks at home uh, and Cardinals at home. I see the Rams getting to 12-4. and four. What do you see their current win total at? Their to- uh, 
let's see, Rams win total is, according to, let's see, both of the online sports books, L.A. Rams are 10 and a half. You Bam. Like over over yeah. everything you own, children's, unborn, children's, children, Rams. Over. You know, I like that. I actually think that that is, and it's across the board. DraftKings, FanDuel, and CG Technology all have it at 10.5 right now posted. That's, they're a 12 win, they're a 12 and 4 team, just like they were last year. Yeah. Good read absolutely. on that. You know, okay, New England's at 11 posted. And every year, it just seems like they're gifted double-digit wins. But if there was a year to fade the Patriots, would it be this year? No Gronk anymore. You know, they don't really have any offensive weapons besides Edelman at the wide receiver position. I know they signed Demarius Thomas, but he might not even be healthy enough to play this year coming off the Achilles. Tom's another year older coming off a Super Bowl win, so it's not like there's the motivation coming back from the loss like there was last year. Could and the Jets are better, the Bills are better, the Dolphins suck. But could this be a year to fade New England? Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the Super Bowl hangover. I think the the run might be over. I really do. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City are are going to have something to say about that new defensive coordinator. I like Sutton being gone. Um, that 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 AFC is going to be going to be pretty interesting. So I, I do like. Under the posted total there. And by the way, just close this out. Back to the NBA. At the half, the Jazz are up by 26. Um, <laughs> they're 22 of 42 from the floor for 52%. They're 13 of 26 from three. Harden with 25 in the first half. He's 8 of 15 from the floor. 5 of 9 from three. I love watching him play. I really do. I, 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 I'll be honest. He's not going to win the MVP, though. I mean, Giannis is going to win. Yeah, but watching him play at Arizona State, I can honestly say I never thought he was going to develop into the NBA player he is. Kudos to James Harden. Unbelievable. I'm actually looking forward to pouring me a glass of wine when we finish this year in about 30 seconds and head on down and watch Harden put on a clinic in the second half. 70-44, they lead at 70 points in the first half. Do they touch 130? Nah, they'll you know fourth quarter scrubs come in. I know Quinn <laughs> Schneider. He may he may want to have make a little trip uh, here to Vegas, let let off some steam as he's been known to do. So, go get him, Quinn. Take take a deep, buddy. Destiny, Alexis, Diamond, and Mercedes waiting for you. The Crazy Horse Three here in Vegas. <laughs> All right, brother. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. See you. Don't forget, head to brandonlang.com, and you can always follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. For Brandon Lang, I am Scott Seidenberg. Subscribe to the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and check us out on Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.